Hello, Monetization Nation. In the last episode with Sam Taggart, we discussed Sam's journey to become an expert at door-to-door sales and some of his secrets to success. In today's episode, we're going to discuss how to find success with door-to-door sales. All right, let's talk, let's shift and and talk a little bit about door-to-door sales. So let's imagine that you're talking to a, an entrepreneur of a successful business. They're profitable, making, making good money, um, but they don't have any door-to-door component of their business. Uh, and they're considering it, right? They think they have something that they could sell door-to-door. What advice, what, what strategies and, and tips and tricks um, would you share with this entrepreneur considering door-to-door? Well, first off, I'd go beta. I'd, 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 you know, and I wouldn't give it like a, I went and knocked five doors. That didn't work. Like I'd give it a good, honest try, like spend a month getting your face kicked in to, to, to verify, like, is this something that I could go sell? Because if you can get behind it as an entrepreneur and you could go put in the time, I know that it's like, well, I don't have time to do that. It's like, well, then you're going to go hire some guy that's inexperienced. That's then going to go do it. Then then he's going to get their face kicked in. And then you're going to feel like an idiot because you don't even know how to answer. He's like, well, what do I say when they say this? You're like, I don't know, figure it out. So like, that's where a lot of people kind of get lost is they're like sending people out to the wolves to die and they don't give enough training support or context on what they should be saying, how they should be saying it. They didn't, you know, they're just kind of like, well, I got on a Saturday and talked to like 10 people and see if this will work. I don't think that's a good enough sample size for you to justify whether door to door works or doesn't. Uh, And then get coaching around it. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people, they, they just kind of go wing it. And I, I I just, I use this example a lot. I don't know if you ever seen Charles Barkley swing a golf club, but you know, Charles Barkley has been in the celebrity tournaments for years and he still sucks at golf. Like he, you know, it's, it's embarrassing. And you're like, just because he's swinging a golf club all the time, doesn't make him good. He needs somebody to change how he swings a golf club to actually make him good. And I think a lot of people in sales or they go out and do doors and they're like, I tried this for a couple of weeks. They never really did it the right way. And they never really saw or knew what the right way could look like. And so they were just emulating a bad swing or a bad pitch or a bad way to do it over and over and over again. And that's maybe why they were like, well, this doesn't work. It's too hard. I don't, I don't, I don't think this is for me or I don't think this is for our company. And it's like, well, what if you did it the right way? And so that, that, that's kind of my two, that would be my tips or my two cents would be give it a good, honest try, get some coaching or watch some videos or get some of our training or somebody else. Like, I don't care, like have something to get, go say, can we set it up the right way? And then don't just send your people out to the wolves and be like, Hey, good luck. Be the leader that's willing to get in the trenches and fight with your team. You know what I mean? Don't be that guy that's like on a throne and be like, good luck guys. And whip them. Like, Go be there and lead from the front. So when that entrepreneur goes out and leads from the front and goes knock and knocks his first set of doors that first day, what advice do you have for him or her? Find an area that's kind of got your ideal prospect. You know, it's like, are you trying to sell to rich people, poor people, certain demographic? Um, and my simple framework for door approach, if I were to give just the very basic, would be, you know, ha- First, just your first goal is to make a connection, make a friend. Too many people try to get so robotic because they're nervous and they're showing up and they're vomiting on the customer and there's like, and they're just like, are you interested in this and this and this? Let me show you this. Like, make a friend. 
like break their walls and be like, Hey, sorry to bug you. Um, I've just been the one helping out a lot of your neighbors, you know, what's your name, Sam? Cool. Um, and just have a conversation with them. And then, so that's step one, break their preoccupation intro, and then tell them what you're doing and why you're doing it. And like, make that really clear and not, you don't have to like beat around the bush. Like I'm here to earn your business. And, uh, we're the ones doing the X, Y, Z in your area. And why we're doing that is because we found X, Y, Z, meaning we found these problems. We know that homeowners don't have this. We know that X, Y, Z, like let's take the toilets, for example. We know that why we're out here is because we know that 95% of your homeowners in here, one, their toilets are disgusting. It's causing bacteria that are creating sicknesses and disease. And that's where a lot of crap is actually, it, that's why we crap. I mean, like, but the problem is when's the last time you cleaned your toilets? You probably haven't. Or if you don't like, and if you do, you probably don't like doing it. So two, three, if we can do this at a formal rate. So then this would be then the next step. You're hired. What's in it for you and what's in it for me? Um, so what's in it for you is you don't have to clean your toilets. You don't have to freaking sit there and worry about the bacteria and the sicknesses and all the crap that like starts to build up and then it ends up being yellow and this and then all of a sudden bugs start getting attracted to it and then we got a bigger problems. What's in it for us is one, you just pay us every other week and we come by and we get your business and because we already are going to do like 90% of the neighbors in this neighborhood, like we are, we just do these efficiently. We already have all our stuff. Our gloves are already dirty. Like we just boom, 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 knock out toilet after toilet and we get your business. So it's a win-win. And they're like, well, that's a, so you have to make a simple win-win and then you have to pull back and you'd be like, well, I mean, obviously like, you know, we don't want to sit here and like, you know, if it works for you, great. If you don't want your toilets clean, then no big deal. Like I can clean somebody else's toilets. Like you kind of come off indifferent and then you would transition and be like, okay, so how many toilets do you guys have? Cool. Five. Cool. And are they the, you know, the single flusher, double flusher, like where it's pee and poo, like, okay, or any of them have bidets. Okay, cool. And, and, and you just start filling out the order form. You're like, okay. And then your address, let me get that. Is that a cool. And then what you say you do want the once a month or the biweekly, which one would you rather have the once a month's only like 200 bucks a year. This one's, you know, whatever the pricing is. And then you're like, cool. And then we just do set it up on a reoccurring. Um, we can get you set up, uh, does that Visa MasterCard? You just go in for the clothes. Like that, that would be the easiest sale in the world. Like, um, and so you would just transition would be the last piece. So there's my simple framework for whatever product it is. And trust me, I've, I started a show that never launched called Will It Sell? And I went out and sold bounce houses, spy glasses. And I just was like, I'm going to go sell random stuff to see if I can sell it and follow this framework. And it worked. I had a guy who was like, yeah, I actually have my kid's birthday party coming up in a couple weeks. Like, we, you can do the bounce house? I was like, oh, crap. I'm just making this up as a joke. But that's funny. What are the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs might make going into door-to-door sales? they're too lazy. I mean, the reality is there's like a muscle. It's like, think of it as like a mistake would be the same. I'm going to relate it as a fat guy. That's always been fat, trying to be fat fit. It's an identity that they've created in their whole life that they're always going to be fat. And, and to get them to go to the gym consistently and to have like a consistent diet is just not been in their DNA for a long time. So to just all of a sudden start a new muscle of like, Hey, let's become marathon runners it's, it's tough. It's going to take rigid, like scheduling and, and, and practice where the hardest door in door to door is the car door. It's just getting out of your car and getting habitually over the anxiety that comes from going and talking to strangers and potentially getting your face kicked in. That's a hard muscle to like 
develop and to be honest it doesn't ever go away like the anxiety is a real thing like if you said sam go knock doors today i'd be like okay like and i like it, it was me last night i'm training for an ironman right now and i hadn't biked in a couple of days because i was sick this weekend and it was like i know i need to get an hour of biking in this week and i'm sitting there like avoiding getting on the bike like like i was like oh clean my kitchen I'm like i never clean my kitchen you know what I, mean? <laughs> like, I was doing things like all so much to avoid getting on the stinking bike and i'd caught myself and i'm like it's because it's so uncomfortable and i know what it's going to look like for an hour sitting on a bicycle it sucks so we do that in door to door so it's just the biggest mistake is we don't train our, we don't trick our brains to overcome the anxiety to do the action required, which is go knock the door. Like they're not going to knock themselves. You got to get out of your car and you got to go start doing it. So set up a strict schedule and stick to that schedule and just commit to the action. Just like a gym would be. I got a personal trainer waiting for me at six o'clock to be at the freaking gym. And if I'm not there, then that's embarrassing. You know what I mean? Yep. That would be that. So you create your systems and processes that kind of gamify it and, and help ensure your success. Yes. And maybe have an accountability buddy part of that. Maybe have some, yep. maybe make it a game, maybe make it an incentive for yourself or some, for your team. But I think the biggest mistake is they think that they're going to wake up one day in the morning and be like, yes, let's go knock doors today. No, <laughs> no. Like that is the rare breed. And that just yep. is a muscle that nobody was just like, yeah, uh, it's hard. That's what I did with this show. I wanted to do a daily show for a year, every single day, 365 days for a year. And uh, I knew things would come up. And so I'm a big BYU football fan. And so I, I made a deal that I would donate $100 for any day that I missed to the University of Utah football program. And so, and I announced it publicly and I got some accountability partners and I haven't missed a day. And uh, so you pick the things that matter most. You pick the things that that you look at and you say, if I accomplish that at the end of the year, that is going to be so valuable for me. Right. And, and then you gamify it. You stack the deck in your favor so that you know, you're going to do it. Right. I don't want to pay you of you a hundred bucks. Right. No way. I I pay my assistant a thousand dollars every time I eat sugar Monday through Friday. Like yeah. I, I have had to pay her like probably $9,000 by accidentally drinking a kombucha or <laughs> lemonade or something. And I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> it, it, yeah, because you pick that something that's so important to you that'll get you where you want to be. All right, let's transition a little bit. Let's go from door to door sales and let's talk about infopreneurship. So before we had this conversation, you didn't, you hadn't even heard the term infopreneurship before, but looking at your business model, you are the epitome. You are the, the pristine example of the infopreneurship business model. And for those that are listening or watching that, that don't know what that is, that basically is someone who's taken expertise and knowledge in a certain area. And, and in this case, Sam Taggart is an expert in door-to-door sales, as you've heard. And so he's taken that knowledge and then he monetizes that and provides value to his customers and potential customers in a whole bunch of different ways. And he builds a value ladder uh, based on those information products. So at the very bottom, the first step on his value ladder, he has his D2D podcast, right? And he provides it for free and you don't even have to give him your contact information and you just listen to it whenever you want to, right? And then you might have the next step up the value ladder that takes a little bit more money and a little bit more commitment. That's probably his book or his books. 
And then maybe you've got the association where you pay a little bit more and, and you get a little more value. Maybe then is the, the D to D university where, where you uh, take the courses and, and you pay more money and, and it's more of a commitment um, and you're just stepping up his value ladder. Maybe then is his um, DDD con the live conference. Maybe it's his coaching and consulting, right? Each of those are information products that he sells. He also has, um, he has numerous, uh, I think two different uh, SaaS software products that he sells to people in the door-to-door sales space. And those are different steps in his value ladder, different information products. Notice how each of those, he gives information. And in each of those, he gets something in return. In most of them, he gets money in return. But in the lower levels, he might give it for free and trade for contact information or trade for following and reach. Um, But he's getting something at each step and he's providing value to the customer at each step in his value ladder of his infopreneurship business. So let's, let's talk through those really quick. Um, let's talk about your podcast really quick. You want to share maybe an idea, a, a tip or a trick about your podcast or a story about your podcast? I was like you, I, was, I didn't do it every day. Good on you, man. I've done <laughs> once a week for the last like three and a half years though. And I haven't missed a week because I, I'm like, now I know my listeners are listening. I mean, we get like five, 6,000 downloads every week. And I'm like, you wow. better, you know, Congratulations. You're, you're listening. So they're waiting for it. I got true fans now, you know? Um, so, you know, take the podcast, for example, I found a niche, the DDD podcast. And, you know, it's about, I, I, I made it more about me networking and finding cool people to hang with, just like what we're doing right now. Um, and less about, you know, the monetization thing. Like, I'm like, Oh, I've made a dime from podcasts. Like I even put my own ads on my own podcast, like vanilla podcast sponsored by vanilla message. I'm like, Oh no. So that's my company too. So, um, but I don't, I mean, it's free, you know what I mean? But, um, no, I found that the podcast has actually led to a lot of deals. So here's the cool part. Um, I'll do a podcast with like a business owner that I'm like, trying to sell, but he doesn't know that yet. So the hack would be, how do you go to a podcast, sit down with them for two hours and dink around. And then at the end, you're just like, man, have you checked out like any of the stuff that we do? Like, dude, you should come to one of our events or you should get on our university or you should. And all of a sudden that like, they almost feel this like deeper connection with you now. Yep. It's hard for them now to say no. And so I've actually landed probably my monetization out of my podcast isn't just been exposure and then, you know, funnel value ladder. It's actually made me a lot of money just from me sitting down and selling people on buying into other stuff. So I'm I'm a big believer. I try to do a lot of them face to face. I try to get them a lot on video. I try to like, you know, a lot of people are like, Hey, um, let's do a zoom. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to be in Orlando in two months. Why don't we just do it in person? And they're like, Oh, okay. So I like postpone podcasts so I can sit down and, and when I'm traveling. So like next week, I'm going to be in new Orleans at a conference. Well, I've already started to pinpoint, okay, there's probably five or six people while I'll be at that conference. They'll also be at that conference that I've wanted to do podcasts with. How do I start to like stack those up and create those relationships that I get to now meet and network with other people through the podcast. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah, we do business, as that famous quote says, with the people that we know, like, and trust, right? And when you invite them onto your show as your guest, they get to know you, like you, and trust you, and your chance of closing that deal goes way up. 
Plus, by doing the podcast, you become an expert. You're building your credibility. You're building your reach. And then when you sell your other products like your vanilla message software, they're more likely to buy it because they trust you and, and like you and know you. And yeah. All right, let's go to your book. Tell us why you did the book and what benefit that's been for you. Well, I didn't realize that it was going to be like a lead thing. Now I just give it away plus shipping or whatever. Um, but like I was sitting in Lake Powell on a houseboat and I was like, oh, ABCs, like the A close, the B close, the C close, the D close of closing. And I was like, this is sick. And uh, so then I was just like, okay, what's the L close? You know, I just like, um, so I just started writing it. And by the end of the Lake Powell trip, I had like 70% of the book done. And I was like, oh, this is great. So I just got like, there was no sales books for door-to-door sales in my opinion. So I just was like, well, this is kind of a new ocean and I'll start writing a book about it. And so I had that post a few years ago and now I found that it becomes a better business card. Like, I'm like, dude, like, that's cool to give you a business card, but I'm like, hey, I'll send you a book. Like, so, so much like cooler, like author authority, Yes. author, it kind of just automatically puts a stamp on like, you wrote a book, like this guy must be legit. Like anyone can write a book and self-publish the damn thing. They yeah. just have to sit on their computer long enough to finish a book. Little did I know that it had like a thousand mistypos and like, you know, like I'd have people be like, Sam, did you read your own book? I'm like, no, but I will now. <laughs> <laughs> I failed English, I'll be honest. And, uh, you know, then I've gone through four iterations and version four is now the thing that gets shipped out to people because I realized that the same page was in there twice. And I realized, you know what I mean? Like, but I'm still an author and it's a good damn book and the content in it is good. Is it super like legit? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it, it is de- like tons of people buy it. I mean, we make good money on our book now every month because we sell hundreds of books every month, but I just am like, and, and people now love it. And then they'll send their whole team to go get it. We'll sell big bulk orders a lot of times. And, but now I'm working on my second book. I'm like 300 pages in I'm like, damn, this book's like way bigger and longer. And I'm using a ghostwriter this time. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and then they buy your consulting products and your coaching services and come to your event. That book is kind of like your gateway drug where you get them yeah. in and you get them hooked. And yeah. then they buy, buy the other stuff from you. Yeah, because they realize, wow, this stuff's really good. Like, mm-hmm. as long as it's good content. Like, it's funny. I had John Maxwell. He spoke at my last event, DDCon, and somebody asked him, like, how do you how do you get to where you are? He's like, be better. It's like, a really good answer. <laughs> and if your content's good and people like it, he's like, they will continue to buy from you. If you suck and you're embarrassing and it's kind of boring, then they don't buy from you. He's like, yeah. I've written eighty four books, and you know, he's like, all my books are I've bunch of bestsellers and people read John Maxwell books today. Like they'll still read the one from 20 years ago because it's relevant, good leadership training, right? So he's like, write good stuff, make good videos, speak well. um, And they'll buy from you from like an infopreneur. All right. The last one that I want to talk about is you have some recurring revenue streams in there. You've, You've got the you've got the membership association that I know you're doing just to kind of give back and you've got the DDD university, which is the certification course. Um, and, and I guess you've got the, the SAS software products there that are all recurring revenue. Tell me, tell me how recurring revenue has been good for you in, in building your business model. Um, well, the university is kind of like where we probably bring the majority of our reoccurring and it, and it puts a safety net 
So I, my goal is to say if our reoccurring revenue that's pretty standard and str like it doesn't really fluctuate, we have low churn, if that can cover my payroll, then everything else is fluff. Like, so I look at it like my goal is my race for my reoccurring is my race to overcome my overhead. Cause then worst case scenario, shiz hits the fan. We get, we make some dumb decisions, which I have in the last few months. Like I, I I'm aggressive cause we're making tons of money. So I'm like, well, we can reinvest, reinvest. Like I I'm cheap. I don't, I don't need much to live. Like I, I don't, I'm not like a flashy. You need to buy a Lambo every day. Um, but I'm just like, Hey, if my overhead does covered by my simple reoccurring, like it's hard to lose as a business at that point, you can go do and create fun stuff. Thank you so much, Sam, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here are some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, door-to-door -door sales requires a lot of hard work. It isn't something we can just go out and do without any training or planning. We should get trained and try it for a month before we determine if it is effective for our business or not. Number two, we should be the type of leader that is willing to get out with our team and lead by their sides. We shouldn't just send out our staff to try door-to-door -door sales without trying it ourselves first. Number three, the hardest door in door-to-door -door sales is the car door. We have to find ways to motivate ourselves to overcome the fear and anxiety that can come with door-to-door -door sales and speaking with strangers every day. Number four, to help motivate us to start door-to-door -door sales, we can set a schedule and commit to it. Get an accountability partner or create a challenge or game out of it. Number five, before we get to the door, we need to try to find an area that has our ideal prospect or target audience. Number six, before we begin to pitch our product or service, we should focus on having a conversation and establishing a connection. Number seven, we need to explain what we are doing and why we are doing it to the potential customer. We should let them know upfront what's in it for them and what's in it for us. Number eight, if our product or service works for them, great. If not, it's no big deal. We can go to the next door and move on once we've thanked them for their time. If they show interest, we can get right into it and start asking them questions to fill out the form. Number nine, when we have an expertise in a niche area such as Sam has in door-to-door -door sales, infopreneurship can be a very effective way to monetize that expertise. If you want to learn more about Sam or connect with him, you can find him on LinkedIn or visit his website at thesamtaggart.com. You can also find his book, ABCs of Closing, on Amazon.com. And there's links to each of those sites on the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You want to take your digital monetization to the next level? You can get a free ebook about passion marketing and learn how to become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. If you need help with your digital monetization strategy, then visit monetizationpartners.com to schedule a free consultation. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in your door-to-door -door sales. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.